welcome back to another spooky Ooh. episode of Teaching with the Body and Mind. I'm here with Joey. Hi. Mike. Hey. And Tom is, where in the world is Sensor Table Tom? Is To go back to I think he's charm. too scared for this episode. Uh, nice. Today we're getting close to the one of the big children's holidays of Halloween in this country, uh, in the United States, and for all our international listeners out there, <laughs> the... The topic of kind of being scared and spooky things, I think, just feels one appropriate because it's one of them, it's my favorite holiday. But also, I think it's something that comes up, and and especially in this early childhood world, kind of, mm-hmm. it, I think it's actually a really important part mm-hmm. of growing up. And and we've uh, talked about being brave of being brave in like physical scary things, mm-hmm. like going up a height or those kinds of yep. things. But we haven't right. talked about sort of the mentally scary or the psychologically yeah. scary or the yeah. spooky which is different i think right yeah i think so and even i don't even think we talked about like the like fear of like you know spiders or th- maybe we did right yeah, yeah again it's kind of like psychological yeah scary yeah. Stuff. yeah 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 stuff that's not uh, that physical challenge yeah and so i think kind of that's you know talking about why that's important or why what does that what kind of development is being supported when we're mm-hmm. kind of facing mm-hmm. some of those those fears um, maybe I, I, don't, I don't have the you know the brain science behind why or what's happening inside, but I think we've all felt it. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I think then from the adult standpoint, going back or looking at the appropriateness of it, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. kind of for what is an appropriate level of fear, um, spookiness or scariness yeah. for mm-hmm. children, and maybe we can you know jump into some of those topics. Yeah, well, yeah. And, and it seems like people have an attraction to like. Yeah. I mean, pe- some people really like. Like movies that will make them scared, and or roller coasters, or whatever it is, something mm-hmm. where it's just yeah, it's like the opposite side enough. of something thrilling for some people. Yeah, There's yeah, like a, right. Like, ooh, I, you know, I survived that, or they're yeah. So it's yeah. like it's, I think for some people, it's like just right on the other side of something that's thrilling, and right. for some people, it's and just you want it just in between. Yeah, because right. like I'm scared of heights, so like roller coasters, that first part, like I love the speed part, mm-hmm. and it, like that's right. just enough thrilling for me, but like the height to get that to go i Mm -hmm. hate yeah well and i think that there's you know from a a former colleague of mine we would talk about scary movies and things Mm -hmm. like that Mm -hmm. and a point that was brought up is that there's a control to it Mm -hmm. that with a roller coaster yes there's risk and there could be some danger and you always hear the one time at space mountain where the guy stood up like yeah you have to talk about that you know they the accidents have happened Mm -hmm. But for the most part, you go on the roller coaster knowing I'm strapped in, I'm pretty safe. Or going to that spooky, scary movie, it is going to make me jump and scared, but I'm not in the movie. These characters aren't real. The knowledge that it's pretend. So I think there's enough where we have that physiological response of adrenaline Mm -hmm. and excitement. Mm -hmm. And and there's that feeling Mm -hmm. that we get. But there's also that this isn't the real life. Like I'm not going into that real haunted house where the supposed mm-hmm. monster lives, I just get to watch it and get to be vicariously, you know, feeling yeah, yeah. the same things. But I've heard a friend of mine is an illustrator, you know, children's illustrator, and talks about the difference between a book that gets too scary and you can just close it. And in general, that's a, le- a little easier to just then mentally shut it down. But when yeah. you visually see something that scared you, yeah. especially for kids, you you can be the adult telling them that wasn't real right. all yep. you want, but they're going to be staying up for the next five nights over it so yeah. there's something about seeing a visual even if it's a movie and you and maybe it's with younger kids it's harder to remember mm-hmm. 
really know what that means. Like, well, I think there's, with really young children, it's the, I think they're looking at development that there isn't such a clear, or there's a mm-hmm. more of a blurred line of what's reality right, and what's sure. not reality. Yeah, yeah. So right. I remember, and I was, I was that child who had a very active imagination. And when we got cable for the first time, I think they give you HBO for free or whatever. And we had a split level house and my sister and I had to be upstairs in the kind of the, the mid level. And then there was a staircase right down that was looking at the TV in the family room in the lower level. So I'd peek around the corner yeah. and my parents would be watching movies that were for grown-ups. Yep. And I remember specifically Friday the 13th, or no, not Friday the 13th, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, mm-hmm. one of the mid, mid-level. And I remember some vivid scenes that I still to this day remember. And I, was, and I would then have nightmares about right, it. Right. Because I, and again, I didn't know probably that there, I really believed that these things would happen. Right. I think and, there's the book under dead man's yeah. skin right yeah and that's kind of about that it, the child who does see the movie dead man which i don't rem- i never saw it but i read yeah. the book so it's like mm-hmm. i kind of know the movie enough to, but it's one of those same. right well and so i think maybe that's where i'm thinking of uh back to the previous week's episode mike where you talked about how you would tell invented stories and oh, sometimes yeah. they, your children would request a scary story and you could you, tell me maybe that more, yeah, go yeah. more in depth about how you realized either things were, were right. too scary or what did you do? So, you know, pretty quickly I'd learn which kids were, got the most scared. And so because it's a group thing and the lights were off, I really had to focus on the kids who get scared and think about what would scare them. Mm-hmm. Right. But so that's part of it is just knowing that I know this child could get something a little more scary. And then it would be usually sort of the unknown, maybe a jump scare to a certain degree, but it'd have to be like the parent. Mm-hmm. And even then, sometimes it'd be too much, right? It couldn't be a bear or a lion right. or whatever, or right. a monster for that matter. You know, and mm-hmm. monster is like, a, I think, a hard... For the kids who get scared easily or, or like to the point where they have a hard time sort of functioning, a word like monster in their head, they're seeing something that really scares them. You mm-hmm. know, so, we're like, so that's one where, where some people might think of like Monsters, Inc. and it's these silly, goofy right. people, whatever. But... A word like that that doesn't relate to anything in real life, it's like each person gets to kind of decide how scary it is. And if, mm-hmm. and if the kids who worry the most will often go to things that they can't, that they have a hard time handling. Mm-hmm. And so it's that balance. So I try to avoid words like monster and be it much more like, what's that sound? Oh, no. And then, right. oh, it's, you know, it was dad, whatever, taking out the trash. I don't mm-hmm. know. I try to like make, and I'd, pro- I'd probably try to ease into it too. It's been a few years, but start with things that are ultimately silly or something, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. and then maybe try a little scarier, you know. And then with certain kids, it would be like they like the idea of ghosts or witches or mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. sort of traditional Halloween type things. But it really depended. Mm-hmm. And probably the kid I saw that was the most scared it was the Irish folktale, The Enormous Potato. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And we had a, a book of it. And for whatever reason, I don't know what he pictured in his head, this potato was or could do he was afraid of it but he was really afraid and i remember the parent coming to me of like what are you reading to my kid they can't sleep at night they're talking about this enormous i can't quite understand what he's saying and i said oh it's potato he's like okay so what does the potato do and it's like um it grows mm-hmm. and then people eat it like i yeah. i you know from right. a, my perspective i couldn't figure out what was scary about it I don't know what was going through his head that he was mm-hmm. worried, but it is an amorphous, weird-looking object because right. it's a potato. Right. 
Um, and it's getting, I'm mean, not knowing the book, but it's getting very large. And it's, yes, right. very large. Like, right. The idea is you can't pick it out. Like uh, it, right. uncontrollable. Yeah, it's yeah, now, it's true. Yeah. But, right? so be, but I think the point, I mean, to cut you off, Mike, but I think there's yeah. that piece that you as the adult would then step back and go, well, if it is bothering, right, if right. I want to have that do no harm mentality, well, then I would change it or we don't read that one anymore right. because us, it's silly for most. But if it's upsetting to the point where this child's not sleeping, right. I don't think immersion therapy or exposure right. therapy is going to be the method for your right. classroom. Right. Nor am I the one who should be doing it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's that's the thing, too, though, because there's also that good thing about, because I don't want to say never read a story that might, it's that thrilling versus right. like scared, you know, like there is going to be a little bit of fear or like your heart beating a little faster thing going on. That that actually is the thrilling part. Yeah. But it's finding that line, especially in group care of, in that case, right. the enormous potato didn't it? But most years I can read the book, I'll be yo-yo. If you know that one. Yeah. I was just thinking about that one. And mm-hmm. although I might, and with certain, like that year, I think I skipped the line um, that he was gobbling things up. Or that, yeah, that he gobbled uh, the sheep. Mm-hmm. Up was the, yeah. is, mm-hmm. You know, whatever. But, yeah. and I'd usually say cars. I'd usually like change it. He went into the parking lot and swallowed the whole car. Mm-hmm. Oh, I also usually told it, not read the book, I have to say. So mm. still like that's well, one that tell really them. gets that one, I'll tell them, Oh, don't worry. It has a happy ending. Yes. Like, and, and yeah, yeah. you know, cause you can see the like worry on their faces. I read right. the story and I played the Pete Seeger version all the time. Cause I think that's yep. the best mm-hmm. um, in the whole wide world. But mm-hmm. you know, and you can see the worry, but then when he disappears, you know, yeah. there's usually usually relief. Yep. You know, and then and then usually they want to read it again. Yep. yep. And again. Mm-hmm. And yeah. again. Yeah. And again and practice that fear and, and relief and fear and relief. Fear, right? Yeah. yeah. Of like the repetition's really important. Don't read something once and leave it. Because even right. if right. there's a kid who's not quite sure, as long as they're not terrified of it, going right. back to it and back to it. And they're like, Oh, okay. Well, okay. It's the same I not the same, but I think it's similar to the idea of exposure to food mm-hmm. you may not like it the right. first time but you keep eating and all of a sudden you like it so there's but there's that thrill of wait i don't like this oh it's okay right yeah. wait now i know and i'm gonna need to maybe hear it two or three more right. times well, and i think there's those, predictability. those monster books i'll say i'll put abio in that category i'm not thinking yeah. of another one right now um maybe it's gruffalo or something like that mm-hmm. it is just it is, you know, they, they already have these worries, right? They're already mm-hmm. worried about monsters. Sure. And yep. so the fact that there's a story where someone vanquishes the monster. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The other one uh, that I like is um, the Vinganani and the Tree Toad. I don't know if it's a mm. it's an African folktale. Okay. Yeah. Um, and the Vinganani is spooky. Yeah. It's this big, gray, spooky, blobby monster who keeps stealing their soup and tying them up. And, right. Mm. And he, he's spooky. Yeah. He doesn't do much. He's just a spooky blob. But again, at the end... He gets vanquished. Right. And yeah. so, you know, he kind of keeps coming back and keeps coming yeah. back. And it's not, you know, it's like, oh, this thing is unstoppable. And then at the end, yeah. it stops. So I think, you know, right, we, we read those stories yeah. to kids to say, don't and worry, scary the Mercer things Meyer, get taken care of. Monster in My Closet. Monster in My Closet, Ooh, where the yeah. monster's really actually just afraid. Favorite. And then the monster's the one that gets, yes. cries. Yep. Yeah. Yes. That's, I think that's my favorite of yes. of them all. Yeah. Yeah. So we're sort of like, you know, again, allowing them to acknowledge that they have these mm-hmm. fears, right? But then... Right. I don't know, rightly or wrongly, telling them, don't worry, don't worry, they'll go away. I mean, right. right. Well, it, you know, well, yeah, you do wonder, it's, too. It's, it's probably helpful when you have a yeah. big fear to be told. Well, because I think, it, it, and maybe is that, that's the, the deeper question is, as adults, we have fears, we have mm-hmm. things, but mm-hmm. 
you know, they will they will pass right. more than likely or uh, right. more, right. often, more often than not. So I think doing that in that way safely for children right. to have the practice, but to then to go, what do you do when you are scared? Right. right. And I think there's that feeling of, you know, do you, you know, finding that comfortable person, right. being able to hold someone's hand, do you, do you decide this is too much and you want to leave? And that's okay too. Yeah. Right. So it's and the resiliency, right? Is I that there's what piece we're of saying? It. Or yeah. part of what we're or, saying? Or if I'm finding something to help you feel a little bit powerful because yeah. I think one mm-hmm. of the aspects of fear is you feel a little powerless. And so, mm-hmm. right, a lot, yeah. of ki- a lot of your kids who are, you know, there's the flip side of the kid who's got the most uh, superhero and conquering this and conquering yeah. that kind of play. Has the most fears. Often has yes. the most fears, right? Because yep. they, you know, they right. got to keep a, keep a right. lid on all that. Mm-hmm. Um, I was walking the other day on a, it was sort of a gloomy, a gloomy day, the very, very cloudy, very, you know, kind of some light rain. We're walking through the woods and this little girl stopped and looked over her shoulder and she was, I'm just, I'm just checking that there's no bears. And I just thought it was so funny because I thought, you know, of course, my first response was like, well, we don't have, you know, oh, don't worry, we don't have bears here, which why would any kid believe me that we don't have bears? Right. Anyway, that's what yeah. I, I tell them mm-hmm. why why they should believe me, but I tell them anyway. Because right. you know, they trust you. We don't have coyotes and we don't have bears. You have to, you know, because every forest could right. have them yep. in their yep. mind. Um, but I was laughing afterwards because I thought, well, I've had that feeling. Mm-hmm. I've been out on a walk, sure. you know, by myself on yeah. a kind of a gloomier day and thought, oh, I wonder right. what's out in the woods. Mm-hmm. I might not worry about bears as much as I might worry about something else, but that right. feeling that something's not safe, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and right. that you want to check. And I thought, well, that's, that's, and that's really... a good thing to have, it's right? A good that thing gut to have. instinct is important. Yeah. yeah. But here I thought, tactic. I yeah. was sort of embarrassed for myself, not embarrassed, but I was, I thought a little bit shame on me that I was just telling her like, Oh, yeah. you know, you're being silly. And then later I was like, oh, no, I think those right. kinds of things all the right. time. Yeah. But I just don't think it's a bear. Yeah, exactly. Like, and I think yeah. that's that's part of maybe what the other part of the discussion I was hoping to get to is that idea of, again, adults not understanding child development to a point of just dismissing it. It's not a big deal. Right. Don't worry. Don't worry about yeah. it. There's no sharks in this water. Right. Yeah. But when, when all you've heard that bears live in the forest. Right. Right. Sharks live in water. Right. So, okay, well, I'm in water. I don't have the abstract thinking yet to be able to dis- or kind of differentiate saltwater ocean to, <laughs> right. you lake. know, Minnesota yeah. Lake. You know, that there's, there's that. So what's of, a proper response then? Um, I, well, I think that, uh, I wonder, like, would it be that, you know, you're, you're with me and I will keep you safe. So yeah. right now, I think that's, I've, yeah. Or, yeah. I mean, we were coming out of the woods in this case and she was doing okay. But, you know, like, oh, do you want to hold my hand? Sounds like you're feeling yeah, a little nervous. Right. It might yeah. be, it's you know, than... to your point, Ross, of what you just said, well, what do you do when you have these yeah. feelings? Right. right? But no. it's not just saying, no, there's no sharks in here. Exactly. It's not because isn't, they don't have a reason to, they can't understand that right. logically. Right. Exactly. Oh, so it's come, more about you come over here, I can how see do we the feel bottom. safe? And what, yeah. Focus on the safety, not on the... And what are you... Correcting chi- them. What do you, the child, need in that moment? Yeah. You don't need a lecture about how there's sharks can't, exist right. in this you climate. don't need to be afraid of the dark there's nothing there you right. can tell somebody that right you know I what still, you're going to do a lot better with a nightlight full, full disclosure i still get that tingly feeling oh, yeah. in the back of my neck sometime and i'll, I'll hustle up the yeah. stairs a little bit faster and in general absolutely yeah absolutely and wouldn't you just rather have a nightlight you know it, or right? turn your flashlight you know you're going somewhere kind of spooky i bet we all will just I, turn our light on yep, on our phone yeah right? exactly i now keep my phone with me right yeah. because you have it with you but yeah. i think there's that feeling of Helping the child. What do you need right now? I just right. need some. I, I need to trust that you're right. you, my grown up, my teacher, my parent, my whoever, right. that you're here and you are going to keep me safe. I almost feel like children, it's like there's this innate 
idea that sometimes we have these gut instincts of fear, mm -hmm. and that's important, mm -hmm. but they don't have words, like what is it exactly they're afraid of? Mm -hmm. That's the part they don't know. Because like right. the dark, it's the unknown. most kids, yeah, it's like, it's not the dark I'm afraid of, it's what might be in the dark right. that I'm afraid right. of. Right. And it's like, my ability to imagine now something. And as an adult my, walking around in the right. dark, at you know, in a dark city at night, right. that could be, you know, it's like, you're not worried about bears, but it might be a realistic worry to be like, what if there's someone mm -hmm. that's going to do me harm, you right. know? And so as adults, we might get more realistic about what the dangers are, but mm -hmm. I think kids feel them, mm -hmm. but they're these, and they sometimes personify them as a bad guy, right? as a monster. Like they, right. they right. don't, those are the words they use for it. Just like in the, the woods. I mean, I did go on a hike once and a coyote kind of was there and it was just like, well, it probably will be more scared of me, but... Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe it's rabbit, right. or right. maybe or it's, maybe it's a mom, and the, she's going to defend and her I'm kids walking, or something yeah, like so that. Like, I'm yeah, I'm actually mm -hmm. just going to turn the other way because right. I'm I'm not going to find out, right? Mm -hmm. You know, like, or you know, I haven't ever had a, seen a mountain lion, but I can imagine or a bear where it is like, oh, you know what? I'm not going to take the time to like, but I can be more realistic about what is it. It's probably going to be about a mom protecting its young, right? or rabies or whatever, you know, like yep. right. whatever the, the thing is, but kids should have those feelings. But the resiliency comes from having the person they can rely on. And then there might be, of course, trauma of some sort that we don't know about with the child too, where right. Right. they really might be afraid, like at home in the dark, something might happen right. or mm -hmm. they have witnessed something. Right. More and so those things might also come up, and what they really need for resilience is adults that can hold their hand, hold your hand, or whatever. Right. Yeah. Do you want a flashlight? Yeah. Uh, you know. What can we do? And then I think there are those kids who I I am not of this temperament, but there are that it's fun. Mm -hmm. It's fun to be scared. Yeah, and it's yeah. fun to talk about monsters, and it's fun to yeah, imagine yeah. how many sharp teeth they have. And, right. And it's <clears throat> you know it's hilarious and all these kinds of things and and. You know, sometimes knowing mm -hmm. what to do around that as yeah. well. I mean, that's where you brought the book at the beginning, Mike, The Under Dead Man's Skin, uh, was about, written by right. a teacher trying to understand, like, oh, they they think this is, these older kids, yeah. you know, but it, but I think it plays down. But they're still preschoolers, kindergartners? Kindergartners, but then into older elementary. Yeah. I think it does, you do see it in even in the preschool classroom yeah. of like, no, no, my story is funny because the wolf eats everybody or whatever, you know, and, right. and, there, and there's a... And I don't mean that like this. It's a sadistic thing because I, I, right, don't, I right. don't think so. But sometimes that's hard to understand mm -hmm. as well. Yeah, for kids, the idea of like, well, either things going to jail right. or things getting eaten, right? Or there's it's lots like, of ghosts and there's lots of monsters. Yeah, and yeah, and it just yeah, there's something about there's a certain power they uh -huh. feel powerful because they're the ones who aren't scared of it or something. And other children, they feel powerful when you're holding their hand or they're you know. And it, but different kids have different yeah ways i don't know yeah yeah i think there's yeah there's there it feels like now that we're kind of getting closer to wrapping up there's a lot there's deeper kind of questions about this because i think mm -hmm. what did we do as adults what did what did we do as children i mean I that was for me like what felt comforting when i was scared yeah. mm -hmm. was being yeah close I, I have to, to tell a real quick story because as you said that it just remember I, my first time trick-or-treating i went out with my older brother and sister and I was so excited because they'd come home with candy every... Because I would be with my mom and we'd pass out the candy. We go out there. I think I made it to the end of our driveway, maybe even a few feet on the sidewalk, and someone dressed as a ghost was coming towards us. 
and I ran right back inside and went under my mom's or my parents' bed. And of course, my mom's busy handing out candy, so she's kind of like, you know, whatever. But she was like, she did come up and tell me, I don't know what it's like. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, they'll bring candy for you or something. Whatever it was, this right. like reassurance. But there was something. But I went under my mom's bed, so I think that was or my parents' bed. Right. Yeah. But I think there was something about like that. That that was, was my space. comfort or uh-huh. something. Yeah. You know. Uh-huh. But it was just that like I don't know why it reminded me but you know yeah. but i did turn out okay yeah relatively yeah. <laughs> not scared of ghosts too not much scared anymore. of ghosts too much anymore no i was scared of overdue bills or something right exactly well, i was scared <laughs> of losing my job it made me think of trick-or-treating as well as a kid because there was a few houses i mean I, i've always loved it one the candy piece is great sure. but i but i do like the the pretend the, the mm-hmm. dressing up the right. ca- the costumes and even right. as a grown-up now i don't do it myself, but I love to see the creativity yeah. and the yeah. expression and the yeah. people like that go all out in their yards. Mm-hmm. I love it. But there was a couple of houses in my neighborhood where they, the person dressing up would be a spooky character oh, yeah. and they would hand out candy. And there's one woman who would be this just kind of, she had the old lady mask that had the really kind of exaggerated features and you have that little kind of witch voice. Yeah. And I would just, it would make me so nervous. And I remember Nope, there was uh, for several years. That I, was would, I walked past it, it yeah. until like I was maybe nine or ten. Yeah. I don't know, and I was like, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna go right. up there and I'm gonna get candy from her. I'm not gonna be scared. And I would got up there and I rang the doorbell and I could. I mean, I still my memory of it was I was like probably shaking and just right, like, right. Oh, and she came to the door and I got my candy, but then I left and I was like, I did it. I did. And I have to say, I, I love haunted houses. Like a few years after that, I would like every year I'd go to haunted houses and yeah. you know get those jump scares. And then in high school, I would work at the haunted house, being the person who would scare yeah. kids. But I definitely learned when it, it's a five-year-old, I don't do the jump scare. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I just show myself and maybe hold my hands up yeah. and make a small growling noise and if it's like a eight or nine year old right I might well i think that's whatever like maybe that's balancing the, the wrapping up on the idea that adults just keeping it in check because yeah. some children don't know again they, yeah. they're, they're not sure what is real what is mm-hmm. pretend when you see people put on really scary masks and then run up to their two and three year olds and they just right i mean that's the scares are the sign that it's too scary laughter is the sign that it's just the right amount yeah because mm-hmm. i think you know where that that trust is still being yeah. formed with young children and yeah. that idea of you're the person they're going to need to come to right, right. when they That's feel right. scared so if you now have that mask on there's that huh that feeling of there so so be be safe have fun uh <laughs> this this holiday season but also the you know Figure out, you know... Find the balance find the, the children in your life. Find the balance. Yeah, I think it's a great way to put it. We'll end on that. All right, thanks, everybody. Thanks, thanks. Ross. Thank you for listening to Teaching with the Body and Bond. We'll be back again next week with another episode. Music is by Big Wheel Popcorn.